0: everyone. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Nonprofit Ace Podcast. I'm your host, Kylie Graham. I'm a certified public accountant licensed in Colorado, as well as a few other states, but that's where I'm based right now. The Nonprofit Ace Podcast is to help nonprofit leaders get more comfortable talking about money. This season, season 10, we are focusing on two things. We're focusing on audits and we're focusing on 990s. So be sure to listen to the next couple of episodes as we're going to dig in <laughs> to some audit matters. So what are the actual reports? What do they mean? We're going to dig into some 990 information because we're in that season and I want you all to have a better idea of what's happening. All right. Thanks for tuning in. Any accounting, business, and tax advice contained in this podcast is not intended as a thorough in-depth analysis of specific issues, nor is it a substitute for formal information, nor is it sufficient to avoid tax-related penalties. If you have specific questions that you need advice for, be sure to schedule a strategy session and not to leave rely on information in this podcast. Hey everyone, it's Kylie Graham, Synergy Accounting Advisory. Welcome to another episode of the Nonprofit Ace Podcast. We are in season 10 and the first three episodes I talked more about audit items and now I'm doing a little shift and we're going to talk more about the nine ninety. So, be sure to check out all our previous 990 episodes. They're going to be in the link where I've taken the most, I would say, about the components to the 990, or it's going to be in What's the 990? We did that episode back in 2020. So, it's 2020. So, it feels super long ago. It's wild to me so, so wild. This season, what I really want to dig into is some of the other schedules. So not just like what the 990 is, but talk a little bit more about the common schedules that we see most our clients completing and giving you some tips on what you could do on yours or what to look out for on yours. So I'm starting with schedule A. The reason I want to start with this schedule is because there are common reasons why people get their 990 rejected, and it's usually Schedule A and B. Schedule A and B are the easy ones because depending on what program your tax preparer is using, it may not prompt them To say like, yo, this form is missing. And so this is why it's important that you do your own review of your 990 to make sure it's complete, that there's nothing that's glaringly missing. And so that's why I want to talk about these components. The components I'm going to talk about are Schedule A, Public Charity Status, Schedule B, which is about your contributors, Schedule G for fundraising, and Schedule I, which is for grants. So Schedule A. So Schedule A is about your public charity status. That's the first part and typically for 501c3 organizations you're typically going to s- select a box 7. So box 7, let me read you the description. And I'm reading from the Form 990 compliance guide for 2021. Clark Newbert prepares a copy of this every year. And so it's always helpful to get a copy if you guys are going to be doing your own 990 and sort of want a deep dive, this one is published by Walters Kluwer. I want to say it is maybe five or $600. So it is pretty expensive. And so usually it's going to be your accountant or tax preparer who has a copy of this. And so I think it's just something that's helpful that you have every couple of years to make sure that if you're doing it in-house, you are addressing things. Correctly, 990 forms don't really change that much year over year, and so maybe you don't need to get it every year, but it is helpful to make sure that you have the one that's going to be relevant for the tax year that you're filing. If you're like, wow, we don't know what we're doing, maybe you get a copy so that you can read through some of the guidance that they give. Okay, so this is on part one is where they talk about the reason for your public charity status. So why do you have this status? What about your organization prompts you saying that you are a public charity? So like I said, most 501c3s who need to file a 990 are going to be in box 7 or 10. Box 7 is an organization that normally receives a substantial part of its support from a government unit or from the general public as described in this other place. That is where most organizations would fall. However, there are some organizations that fall into category number 10. Category number 10 is an organization that normally receives, one, more than 33 and a third of its support from contributions, membership fees, and gross receipts from activities related to exempt function, and two, no more than 33 and a third of its support from gross investment income and unrelated business taxable income. Those are the abridged versions. So most organizations are going to say, yes, we get most of our support either from the government or the general public, or maybe we have a fee for service program where that's where we're saying the gross receipts from activities related to your exempt functions. And we don't have these large investments or unrelated business income. So think about your organization. Are you an organization that is primarily contribution or government funding focus, you're probably selecting box seven. If you're an organization that also does a fee for service and that fee for service that might include if you ticket sales for a program that you do is more than a third of your revenue, you might be selecting box number 10. You should be reviewing this page when you get your copy of your draft 990 to say, is this box correct? Do I understand what our tax preparer is saying when they select this one? The next piece is going to be part two of the Schedule A, and this is where it talks about your actual public support versus your total support. These forms, so there's a part two and a part three. The schedule is very similar, aka practically the same, but it depends on if you've selected which box. So if you selected box seven on that first part that I talked about, you're going to be doing part two. If you selected box 10, you're going to be doing part three. So if you're just like, these numbers look the same, why is it one? That's sort of where they're going with that. So here is where you're going to break down, well, what category does our funding fall into? And this is one of the reasons it's good to use the same tax preparer year after year because they will have that knowledge. But if you go to a new tax preparer, they're going to be able to pull this together for you. They're going to use the previous information. One of the key things, though, is in Section C of both of these parts, you're going to see a section that says computation of public support percentage. And this is really what I wanted to point out for you all. In the first five years of your operations, the IRS is typically going to say, okay, you're only in your fifth year. We're not going to do this test for public support. One, because in my opinion, they're saying you're probably self funding a lot of this. It's not uncommon that organizations are using the same few people. But as you get older as an organization, the IRS is wanting to make sure, are you truly Getting support from the general public is that what's happening or not? And the way they're doing that is depending on your program, your taxpayer is using as you're filling in the people's names, it's doing it this calculation on the back end. And so, this is a calculation that you can do manually. I have done it manually before, and that's why it's important that you keep donor records even from the very beginning or as soon as you can. So, maybe you're like, Oh, we didn't keep that, we didn't keep track of it. Now, you can start now. So start keeping track of who's giving you how much money, because the IRS is going to start to say like, okay, well, if Kyla is the only one giving you money, are you truly a public charity? And so they'll start to say, okay, Kyla gave you this much. We're going to exclude how much Kyla gave you from our calculation. And if we excluded Kyla, are you still at that 33 and a third percentage? Does that make sense? Let me know. And so that is where that information is coming from. That is why it's important to keep good donor records. That is part of why your tax preparer is asking you for that information is because it will factor into these calculations about your public support percentages and who is truly supporting you. That's the big piece of that that I wanted to talk about, that 33 and a third percent, because that's where a lot of organizations are like, oh, I don't know how we're going to do on that. And I'm like, it's probably going to be fine. of well, some things I do want to point out, there is the option that if you don't meet that 33 and a third, there's called a facts and circumstances test. And again, sometimes you might fall below that percentage for whatever reason. Is your organization still existing for the benefit of the public? So even if you're not being publicly funded, Are you still saying we are here to support this cause? We are here to support literacy in kindergartners in this zip code and not necessarily literacy for kindergartners on this street, in this intersection where there's only one house. So again, is the general public benefiting or is it just these three people benefiting? So that is where I would want you to make sure that you are going to be qualifying for these items. And that's it. That is it for the schedule eight. If there's something that you're like, oh, I see this on our schedule eight, and I'd love to know more. Let me know. Send me a message. I'd be happy to do. Maybe we do a video on it as opposed to a podcast episode, depending on when you send me in the message. All right. Have a great day. Once again, this has been another episode of the nonprofit ACE podcast. Be sure to subscribe wherever you're listening. I personally like Castbox just because of their search feature and Leave us a review. I'd love to know what are some topics that you'd like to hear more of.